This is Brian Kaplovitz, and you're listening to the Speaker Match Radio Series, Success Strategies for Speakers from the Pros. This is a live show where we interview top experts in the speaking industry and business to provide emerging speakers with marketing strategies and other business building advice. If you're listening live, you can participate in this call online right now by going to speakermatch.com slash radio. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Brian Kaplovitz, your host, and our guest today on Speaker Match Radio is Dr. Robert Lemon. Dr. Lemon is a Speaker Match member. He's also an award-winning national speaker, successful entrepreneur, author, and film producer. He was recently named Advantage Media Group's Author of the Year for Now is Your Time with a foreword by Les Brown. And he has managed to transition from working a corporate gig and speaking part-time to speaking and coaching full-time. Today we're going to be learning about that journey a little bit and how Dr. Lemon leveraged local organizations to book both more uh, business locally and nationally and establish himself as the go-to expert when it comes to maximizing potential. Thank you for being with us today, Dr. Lemon. It's a pleasure, Brian. I'm happy to be here. Well, it is very good to have you with us. So today we're going to be talking about five keys to speaking in community, college, and corporations locally. Um, tell us a little bit more about uh, how you came up with that topic and, um, and maybe a little bit about your background and how you got there. Well, one of the things I really share with the audience today is that everyone starts out at some point not knowing where to start, not knowing what the topics are, and not knowing what audience to speak to. And for the sake of me uh, saving time, I'd like to share with you how I began years ago uh, looking at my community, looking at some of the things that were going on, and I found myself really wanting to make a difference. So uh, one of the first things that happened is I had – a call to action after a best friend committed suicide. And I realized that uh, we were both in the military together. We grew up together. I came out of the military. He came out. I had a uh, corporate job at the Postal Service, and he was an officer. And within two years after he committed suicide, I realized it's something that I really needed to do. So I went into uh, this this mode of how can I help uh, someone else not commit suicide. So it was just you know, my thought that if I could just get into a venue to speak to young people or speaking to an audience to make sure that would never happen again, and I started out uh, going into prisons uh, 25 years ago, and then from that I uh, started speaking in schools and talking to, you know, educating uh, students about success and stability and not having, you know, really a platform at that time. Those were the best opportunities for me. And that's when I started really working on my message. And sometimes speakers don't know what type of message, you know, to have. And then I really became a motivational speaker by happenstance through uh, one of my best friends committed suicide. And then from that point, uh, it took me to college associations and now I do corporations, government agencies, and a mini community action agency. So that's one of the stories that is very probably familiar with a lot of uh, people who listen on audience, and I have one point and a tip that I always use: find a hurt 
uh, heal it, find the need, and fill it. And if you do that, um, you won't find the problem speaking uh, for many audiences. And the acronym PAID, P-A-I-D, it means pay always includes development. So after 25 years of not practicing but just putting my feet to the fire, I find myself now in a, a very familiar environment with some of my mentors have shared with me along the way. I've learned what not to do. And now I'm on your program today talking about, you know, some of those keys. And that's one of the things that you have to kind of like search yourself and find what type of techniques, what type of speaker would you like to be, whether it's a keynote, uh, trainer, or, you know, as an author, now I'm an expert and I wrote my book in reference to uh, Now Is Your Time, Nine Steps to Reach Your Full Human Potential, and which got me into performance. <laughs> and that's how I got started. So how did you go about well how did you go about finding your first audiences? You said it's uh well, at prisons. Yeah. Um uh, I had an uncle who was actually at the time I was very, very uh kind of depressed and and I wanted to try to reach out to save, you know, people who are struggling, who are having a hard time and he was going out to a prison doing an outreach and a faith based outreach. And I tell you, it was a blessing in disguise because as he went to start doing the uh, outreach in the prisons, I ended up, you know, it fell to me. And one of the most important things I find out is that I was in the right place at the right time with the right people. And let me tell you about the prison audience. It was a captive audience. It didn't make any difference if I had a good speech, bad speech, you know, whether I was uh, uh, Les Brown, Zeke Ziegler. They were just excited about having somebody to come in. So my platform began to motivate them by just coming up with stories about 30 minutes on a Saturday, every Saturday for almost two years. I would go in and I would say, eagles doesn't hang with turkeys. Uh, dolphins can swim with sharks. I would make up my topics. And then I would find myself really encouraging these uh, these young uh, prison inmates, men and women. And as a result, I thought, well, you know, I, I, my gift is now making room for me. And I believe I have an opportunity now to go into the educational institutions and use the same methods. And my first topic was, now is your time. And now is your time was about changing. Now is your time was about getting unstuck. Now is your time was about, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, creating in a difficult environment, you know, what is not, creating opportunities of, you know, self-empowerment, improvement, or becoming successful, not just in, like to make a lot of money, but Zig Ziglar has an adage, if you help enough other people get what they want, it helps you get what you want. So that was my, my key to get in my first message. And then a few years later, I started an outreach call, Believe Your Dreams. Believe it or not, that's how I started my training, uh, Believe Your Dreams, meaning that there are some people who are falling short of their goals and their dreams. And through my mentors, uh, Mr. Les Brown, and I had other mentors that were here locally, Dr. Tina Dupree, who was with the NSA. Um, I started my outreach of Believe Your Dreams, and it really started propelling people. They started believing in me, and I, I took that to heart, and that's how I started really uh, making my message a paid message by just, you know, sharing it with individuals, and I get invited to a, a church or faith-based opportunity. And believe it or not, uh, high schools was – you know, Black History Month, a lot of the speakers don't know about Black History Career Days. 
uh, sharing with them how, you know, I became an entrepreneur. I had an Air Force background, four years in the Air Force, 29 years of the uh, Postal Service, and now I have my own business as a professional speaker, entrepreneur, as an author. And one of the things that I would share with them is how I became successful by just trying to help other people. And then someone decided, we need a speaker, and I turned it into a business, my platform, and they said, well, we don't really have a, a fee. And I shared with them, I really don't do it free. And then, you know, I got an offer from a high school for my first speech was $500. I think it was the happiest $500 I ever <laughs> I ever received because I had never gotten paid before. And then from that, someone shared my information. And my next event, uh, some of the high schools have future business leaders of America. They heard about me in the community. So I would go in and I would share, you know, how to create a business, how to run a business. And from future business leaders of America, there was another opportunity where I was invited to speak in Orlando. It was the uh, business professionals of America, but they actually had a $2,000 budget. And I was not really asking for 2000 but they had already uh, given me that offer. So I took it, and, you know, from that point, I realized that you can really, really get, you know, seriously earn income in this business. And as a result, I'm doing what I do today, and uh, it's a wonderful feeling to do what you love to do. And you would do it free, but do it, you know, well enough people are willing to, you know, compensate you for that. So uh, I was able to turn my words into dollars. That was my uh, second key. My first key was I needed to find a niche. And I shared with you the first point, you know, find the hurt, heal it, find the need, fill it. So the hurt, when my friend committed suicide, I said, I'm going to make sure no one else, not on my watch, wants to kill themselves because I hurt Real bad. We grew up together at 26 years old, and now, you know, at age uh, 55, I'll be uh, next month. I make sure that no one around me wants to commit suicide or wants to kill themselves. And then uh, from that platform, I went into high schools, colleges, and the high school that I'm from it was in a, a very diverse community. I was invited back to uh, be a career day speaker, and then at that point, believe it or not, Brian, I found a sponsor, or the sponsor found me. It was amazing. Uh, Barbizon, the beauty company, uh, they contacted me, and they heard about my, my outreaches and, you know, my teaching to young people, and they said, could, you know, could you use an extra sponsor? And at that time, of course, I needed an extra sponsor because I didn't have one. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> they gave me an opportunity, and uh, it was amazing. As I'm sitting there, I drove to the office. And as most professional speakers know, when someone really wants to talk to you, uh, my wife and I drove to the headquarters in Tampa, and they asked me a lot of questions. And Barbizon is a beauty company, and they have enough models, and they said, we would like you to be a role model uh, teaching personal development to our students, anti-bullying messages, um, how to dress adequate. And as a result, uh, that was my first sponsorship which was a $50,000 sponsorship opportunity in which it, it blew me away that I could take the message that I had at the time from prisons to schools and then go through Barbizon doing high schools nationally, and they would send in uh, 1,000, 2,000 kids, and that made me, you know, a keynote speaker at that time. So I was sharpening, you know, sharpening my craft, and now my words are now turned into top dollars because I was able to, you know, share in my training, share in my personal empowerment, and now I'm living my dreams. And people are willing to compensate me for, you know, what I would do for absolutely free. So 
Um, for those of you listening, uh, after 25 years, uh, free uh, free is a, res- is a reservation for fee. Free is your down payment for fee. And now today I'm very happy to say that uh, I really don't have to do free uh, engagements anymore, that I'm really being compensated and being blessed to share what I would share, you know, with most audiences. Uh, if I have to be free, I'm compensated for that. So that's a great point that you mentioned about the sponsorship, and that's uh, it's kind of at the top of my mind now because last week I went to Linda Hollander's Sponsorship Secrets Seminar, and uh, one of the things she was talking about was how, how much money there is in sponsorship that companies are willing to put into speakers, and uh, it is a great way to be able to afford what you're doing uh yes, you know, to be able to share your message with lots of audiences, lots of people, uh and get paid for it, even if a meeting planner doesn't Certainly. necessarily have a a budget. Uh once again I sure. want to let everybody know that we're talking to Dr. Robert Lemon. And so if you have any questions or if you'd like to participate in the conversation, we love to encourage you to uh to join in. Uh, you can dial star two on your virtual keypad uh, to, or on your actual keypad to uh, to raise your virtual hand, and uh, that will let us know that you'd like to be brought into the conversation. Or you can uh, enter any questions you might have into the form online at speakermatch.com/radio. So, uh, Dr. Lemon, uh, you didn't come into this business looking for money. You were looking to prevent suicide. Um, exactly. Were you were you traveling for this? Did you find people that were willing to uh, to pay for you to to go different places, or you know, how, how did that work out for you? How did you decide where to speak and find jobs that worked for you? Well, as I mentioned before, when I started the uh, Believe Your Dreams is an outreach, and I was willing to do uh, free prisons. I was willing to do free and faith-based audiences, uh, empowerment at, you know, uh, sports organizations. And as a result, uh, once I got a few checks and got compensated, I kind of figured this thing out. I said, well, you know, I can do this part-time. So uh, as a, a rule of thumb, most people wanted to know, you know, you know, what was my message and what was I going to talk about. So for those who are listening, uh, I think you have to start out with two to three topics that you really love. And those are some of the topics that I do today, and I actually love them. I have a passion for them. And my first topic was now is your time. Remember when I mentioned the schools, I talked about uh, time management for the students, how you, uh, you know, prepare for, you know, your your test, how you prepare for your career, how you prepare you know, for a, a whole, you know, a lot of things that they were going through, I was sharing with them how I was able to do it. And here's my story. I was 15 years old by the time I was in 12th grade and college at 16. And then uh, a year later, I stopped, paused, and I joined the Air Force. And four years later, I just, you know, was working for the post office. So I was able to share with them that at this point, I was an author, uh, you know, professional speaker. I had a four-year Air Force career, and I was working in sales associate for the United States Postal Service, and then I shared with them before that time, I actually had a Burger King job. So I would ask the students, you know, what are my career choices? And then they would share with me uh, what I mentioned to them, and then I would talk to them about failing forward. 
not being afraid to fail. And that story was honed in high schools and, you know, sixth, seventh, eighth graders. And I would be called in doing FCAT, the SAT times. And then I was called because there was a, you know, issue in the schools, the school prison pipeline. So I became, you know, like a local celebrity. People would call me and to deal with youth, sponsored by Barbizon, speaking in prison, speaking to football teams, Black History Month. So now I, I, I created a brand. And now that time, that brand was an educational arena. I was using a faith-based arena. I was also talking a lot about customer service. So as a result, I would be the go-to person when they needed a motivational or professional speaker. I, I sharpened my craft by joining a local organization called PSN, a professional speaker network, where I practice. Uh, I think most of us, and one of the things that's intimidating, Brian, I want to share this with you. When I volunteered to go do black history speeches, my first speech, I'll never forget, Barbara Goldman Senior High School, I was going to actually get some practice, and I went to that speech expecting 25, 50 kids. Uh, this is my first speaking opportunity, way before Barbizon. And 2,000 kids showed up, and they're in the auditorium screaming and yelling, and they said, this guy, Dr. Robert Lemon, you know, I wasn't a doctor then, he's here to speak. That was one of the most intimidating audiences I ever spoke to. Not realizing 2,000 <laughs> kids, and I was ready to go. And when those kids showed up and they introduced my name, I was like, what? have I got myself into? <laughs> I must have lost my mind. And for the first about five minutes, I started my Believe Your Dreams speech, and I talked about, you know, me coming from the neighborhood and, you know, to doing good. That was one of my topics. And I shared with them how you can be from the ghetto and move, you know, to a level of get more. And then for seven minutes, I gave it my best. Seven minutes, I was into my speech, and I think that speech was about 12 minutes long. I did make it to 15 minutes, but let me share with you, that was one of the toughest speeches I ever gave in my life. They say five seconds before you're about to speak, five seconds before a person's about to die is the loneliest time of life. I was lonely. I was very, very lonely. <laughs> and after I finished, I said, this won't happen again. And I made sure they invited me back next year, and with another year experience, I brought a film crew out, and for most of you who are listening, uh, a lot of uh, meeting planners are looking for film. They're looking for a, a YouTube clip of you, and if you go to my YouTube, you'll find all my speeches for the last 10 years and starting in high schools, going into government agencies and things of that nature. But I practiced, 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 and that next year I got the same school again, and this time I did a 30-minute speech, Believe Your Dreams. I got a standing ovation. Everybody was very excited, and then I was on my way. And other schools started inviting me. So uh, your niches, a lot of times it's where, you know, you feel you feel that need is and wherever you can hurt. You know, you feel that, feel that hurt. And I said, you know, to my staff at that time, Believe Your Dreams, that we're going to take this to the college level. And one of the organizations I want to share uh, with our listening audience uh, is called APCA, A-P-C-A. APCA uh, was a opportunity for me to speak in a college conference where uh, Mr. Lambert, he's the owner of the, that company, and uh, you submit your information and then they select you. And I'll never forget this. I flew to Manhattan, New York, and I took my family on a vacation. And I've done enough in my own backyard 
to uh, try to apply nationally. And in Africa, I actually went and I presented. And when I came back to Miami, believe it or not, Miami-Dade College, the college that I was from, they heard me at APCA and they invited me to do student keynote training for all seven of their campuses, and I had about 200 student leaders, uh, student government associations at that point, and I knocked the ball out of the park. And that was a feel-good moment for me because I realized, you know, that high school training and that community training, that prison training, had got me to an area of leadership, and through APCA, I was able to get more bookings at other colleges across the country, and that's another value that we provide on this, uh, this, this interview today, that if you go to their website for new speakers who are really trying to get into the college market, um, I'm responding to some questions that I got, even uh, one young lady on LinkedIn, how do I get in the college market? Well, you apply for APCA, and they'll give you all the colleges across the country, and then you can submit uh, cold call, and don't be afraid to call. When they say no, Dr. Willie Jolly says, you say next. And I tell people from watching uh, Jordan Belford on the wall of, of, of Wall Street, you know, you when, you know, you call until they buy or they die. And I never forget, my second year after, I called the uh, student activities director. It was 1030 at night. <laughs> he said, hello? I said, this is Robert Lemon. I'm calling you see if you're still booking for your fall semester. He said, do you realize it's 1030 at night? <laughs> but he answered the phone. <laughs> so I, I got him at 1030 at night, and I, and I pitched my uh, leadership events to him, and as a result, I built a relationship and eventually got booked by that school. So uh, don't be afraid to, you know, kind of put your, put your work into it, put some effort into it. It's not going to be easy. But if you do the thing that's easy, it will be hard. If you do what's hard in your speaking career, it will be easy. And that's another uh, way I was able to get through communications with uh, activities, directors, and community, you know, faith-based uh, uh, leaders. And I started, you know, I was on my way. So so, so what, what were you doing calling at 1030 at night? Because that's the time that I set apart that I would start reaching out to student activities directors. I couldn't reach them by day. So as a result, that guy, he was in his office at 1030 that night, and my intent was to leave messages. Uh, remember, out of sight is out of mind. And for the most part, when you're branding and uh, my quiet time was between uh, 8 o'clock, maybe 10 o'clock, when the last thing I would do is walk my dog at night. And after walking him, I would get back to work, and I would just send in my emails, send an email, and then I would make a cold call. And I was leaving the message. He just so happened to answer the phone. Well, it was a win-win for both of us because any guy that would be willing to call him at 1030 at night to ask him if he's still booking for his uh, student leaders, then I think he really <laughs> he, he knew my commitment, and uh, I got hired you know, based on him answering that phone that night. He wasn't really mad or upset. He was like, boy, you got guts. <laughs> you, you're not afraid. <laughs> So that was a part of my uh, doing the heavy lifting, as I learned from Steve Gilliland. you got to put the work in if you want the reward. Looks like we have a question here from Willie. Uh, Willie, you're, you're on the line with us. Hello. Yes. Can you hear me? We hear you. Yeah, we can hear you. Oh, 
I'm sorry. Um, I was trying to get the name of the organization that you mentioned, the school organization, ACA, ACRA. APCA, A-P-C-A. APCA is the national organization that allows you to uh, showcase, allows you to uh, speak to um, all the college school buyers, and they they have budgets for uh, speakers. They have budgets for, you know, poets and, and bands. They have budgets for all types of people, but they have a certain amount allocated for, you know, people who are speakers in your area of the country, they usually have four conferences, north, south, east, and west, and then they have a national. And um, I cut my teeth uh, by putting in work, going to those conferences and building my relationship, letting them know what I do, my top to leadership, diversity, and time management. And as a result, I was getting I was getting booked by college. There's also another one okay. called NACA, which is NACA, and they uh they book speakers as well, but you, you're selected. You you can't just uh, put in to be a speaker with them. You have to send your information, and then they select speakers. Okay, so the first one is ACA, ACA? A, a as in apple, P as in pear, C as in community, and then A as in acknowledge, ACA, A-P-C-A. Gotcha. Okay, that's it. Thank you. Okay, thank, thank you, Willie. Thank you. And it looks like we have another question. I'm going by caller ID here, so if I have the wrong name, I apologize. But it looks like Natalie. Yes. Um, listening on the line, and it's been good so far, um, one of the things that I wanted to find out, I'm listening to the acronyms that were given for this organization, but I've gone through already. I started my speaking business in, 90, in the late 90s with workforce development when it was new. So the niche is attitude, having a positive attitude and okay. self-esteem. Um, and okay. based on TANF recipients that were trying to get back into the workforce. So I've program directed. I've worked in human service. My degree is in psychology. I also do IT training. You know, I've done training and development. I've taught this seminar over and over in various topics. I've sold it. But now I'm at a standstill. I, I seem to okay. know that I have a gift, but I'm like, I don't have any money. So I'm like, how do I get right. back? And, and now stuff is e-learning and it's different things. It's not always, you know, just to come in. And, and I've also been a keynote speaker. And in my life, right. so I'm just like, okay, how do you continue to go forward with this, Natalie? You know, without any well, real I'm gonna help you, Natalie. I can, I okay. can help you with that. I can share that with you. Uh, one of the things, I, first of all, uh, I'm going to be keynoting for uh, Workforce of Florida. As a matter of fact, it's going to be in a couple of weeks. I'm going to be uh, speaking for the Career Source and Florida Workforce. I'm going to be doing two of my topics, and what I share is that a lot of times in branding. Uh, there's a gentleman, he was a, a, a very, very great speaker, Keith Harrell. His message was attitude is everything. So he shared attitude is everything. But as we continue to grow uh, in this business as speakers, I have my signature presentations in which, you know, I always share with a lot of those who speak, there's got to be a hook. Uh, I do team building through Believe It Dreams. And I'll submit my writing proposal, and then I'll have, you know, something like the true reward of something well done as they have done it. And some people only dream of success while others wake up and work hard at it. Okay, that's the first line. But the hook of my topic is uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Does that make sense? 
Uh, Keon yeah. makes the dream work is like a hook. And when a meeting planner hears that, and I'll give them five or six of my topics. Now, they will select based on acronyms or a hook. Uh, another one I do is diversity. Uh, together, everyone achieve more. Not to give away my topics, of course. Someone may not be able to present like I do, but I have to write my presentation and proposal. And when I write that, I do diversity is measured by emphasizing differences and similarities in all individuals, understanding everyone's strengths and weaknesses. Then I'll write team. Together, everyone achieves more. Do you see the hook in that? It's yeah. Together, everyone achieves more. And then I write my proposal. So as a result, uh, you have to learn kind of like how to write and what are the outcomes. And attitude, uh, one of the things I always share was that, you know, having a positive attitude kind of helps, but having a negative attitude, you know, and sometimes in my presentation I say some people are so negative, you put them in a dark room, they'll develop. So my material is based around humor. Sometimes it's sarcastic, but I notice for, for the most meeting planners are looking at those topics. My time management piece is now is your time. Now watch this. Here's the hook. If I'm going to do customer service, now is your time for customer service. Uh, now is your time for diversity. Now is your time, uh, if, even if it's for, you know, success. I always use my brand, so at some point we, you know, we have to try to kind of reinvent that. And you can take a look at other speakers. Uh, one of my mentors has been a gentleman, Steve Gittingland, which had a book called Enjoy the Ride. And then he wrote another book, Making a Difference. And then he wrote another book, you know, I believe it was called Hide Your Goat. Uh, I've been mentored by Dr. Jolly. Uh, Dr. Willie Jolly, you know, he had, uh, you know, Turn Your Setbacks into Greenbacks is another book. So he talks about the comeback. Are, are you seeing how the hooks are? Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. people have a hook. Uh, Les Brown was my mentor. Live your dreams. See, I mean, he's the greatest storyteller in the world. So based on that, I believe uh, with you attempting to uh, speak in organizations, here's what I do, and I'm going to share that with you here, and I'm going to add value. Uh, I've trained and cut my teeth at a Blacks and Government Conference, which is called BigNet.org, B-I-G-N-E-T.org. They have a 1,000 participants that come every year, and then you go and you present, and they have buyers, people who come and take your information back to the organizations, and then, of course, having your topics and people do research, then they call and they hire you. Another one was SHRM, uh, Society for Human Resource Management. Those are the topics, having the uh, curriculum certifications. I'm a part of speaking at SHRM and Society for Government Meeting Professionals, all those uh, who I'm calling, I've spoken, I've done presentations for them based on my topics. So at some point, you probably need to work on, you know, how do I captivate them with my topic on attitude and on team building or, you know, diversity, inclusion. So those are some of the topics that are kind of hot. And that's what I do. I just try to find, and, you know, what we share in this business is give the people what they want. Sometimes we have a topic that people are not really interested in, so we spend time in that conversation, uh, in that phone call, and what is your topic? What do you need as a topic? And then now is your time, if it's for attitude, now is your time to deal with attitude. You know, I'll be able to, to kind of like put my hook with it and then write my presentation accordingly. Does that make sense? Right. Yes, it does, I guess. I mean, I so definitely. So it sounds like you just need to you need to rebrand, just just to tweak it just a little bit, 
Right, but uh, I mean, how do I make people know that that's me? I mean, without... You know, I you know I know you like now people look at a professional website. Well, it costs money to maintain it. It costs money to you know I would want to publish this. I would want I want to write. I want to be an author. Well, you know I've had people ask me. Let, let, let me let, let me say this. Let me let me say let me say this to you. I've done all of that for years without having the website at, at the highest level. I mean, okay. when you become a, a professional trainer, let me let me let me share this with you. And this is adding value. Most speakers. Uh, really trying to get keynote gigs, and you've done it in the past, but this is how I cut my teeth. This is how I hone my craft. If you find yourself looking to get more keynote opportunities, the answer to that, you have to become a better trainer because going okay. to apply, you don't have to have a website to apply for. I'm going to use one, CETA, S-E-T-A. They have openings right now as we speak. If you go to CETA.org, S-E-T-A.org, they're calling for proposals, calling for presentations. You don't get selected to do those presentations based on your website or based on your YouTube. It is based on you having a business as a speaker and a trainer, you writing a topic, and being selected and as you go. Remember, I told you this. Spending an hour and a half with an audience in a training is far more advantage than spending 20 minutes in a keynote. And I'll tell you why. Once I spent an hour and a half or two hours with an audience, they were swinging from the chandeliers, and they run and they tell everybody, Dr. Lemon is a great speaker. You should bring him in. You should, you know. And if I do 20 minutes, it's not like I can really swing from the and rock for 20 minutes because people have already found out about me through a website or through YouTube, and this is what I'm sharing with you. I've done most of the trainings of all these organizations, and now I'm getting keynotes because I've spent that hour and a half. I made that sacrifice at the college uh, campuses doing those trainings in the breakout sessions, and then I get called to do keynotes at colleges based on me spending an hour and a half with those students. So here's what I want to share with you as a professional. You want to go from the hunter to the hunted. And how I was able to do that was I was actually a better trainer. So I find the attitude trainings, the diversity trainings, the time management leadership, and that's how I was able to build my bridge not a barricade. I was able to cross over, and now I'm going to share with you Les Brown, Willie Jolly, Simon T. Bailey, uh, Steve Gilliland, all of my associates, other professional speakers will get the keynote gigs. So I'm the guy giving me the training because if I right. can do a good job at training, I'll get hired at the keynote eventually. Right, which I that's how I got started, actually, because I was the, a program director for a workforce development program, and I was training this seminar. And it okay. gave birth to my present, my speaking business. So, right. and of course, I do a lot of training, and you know, and I'm even contracted, you know, with various organizations. Like I just finished with Deloitte here in Chicago, working with the state of Illinois. So that okay. part, that part, I have a lot of that. It's just now getting somebody to recognize or remember and say, okay or me knowing where to go and apply to some proposal for a speaker or a trainer. I keep looking for employment even because I'm not opposed to that. I'm like, okay, I don't mind working in HR and doing what I do. Right, right. I just want right. to keep sharing my, my thing, you know, or filling well, I that just, time I just every gave day. You, I just gave you uh, uh, two or three. I mean, Sherm is very great right. at uh, applications. Cedar, I think you heard about Cedar. They're in the southeast. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. They have they have uh, proposals now open. Uh, 
you know, big net blacks in government. They do it every year, every August. I've been doing it now 10 years. And uh, now the government is a big part of my, my platform. And I've got that going to do those trainings. I did my team building trainings, my, you know, all the things that you are sharing now. You just got to keep doing what you're doing. And uh, Steve okay. Gilman said, it's heavy lifting. <laughs> and now it's tough. The economy is tough. People are really trying to find. So when you become the best at what you do, just keep. Don't give up. And then find a good mentor. Find a great mentor. Those uh, Les Brown, Dr. Jolly, Steve Gilman, all of those have been great mentors for me. Um, another gentleman that helped me was Simon T. Bailey. Uh, he's very great at executive level um, leadership topics. And I had some time to spend with him for a few years, and now I'm very familiar with uh, transformation, you know, mindset, those thinking, the shift. And as a result, that's how I prepare when I'm reaching out to an organization. Thank you very much, Natalie, for your question. Um, Dr. Lemon, you have a book, correct? Yes, sir. So let's talk it's a little bit about your book your and how that has – now is the, now is your time uh, with yeah, the forward now, by Les Brown. <laughs> yes, and that, that uh, book was actually my. Go ahead. Well, I just wanted you to talk a little bit about uh, the book and how it's okay. uh, played into your speaking business. Okay, that book is uh, the start of my actually my speaking career, and of course you know my publisher Adam Whitty with the Vantage Media just merged with Forbes Books. And as a result, uh, we were able to take the book and get it into college, corporate, um, faith-based organizations. And I took the book from the beginning stage to the end stage, and I wrote about my life, and I used my nine, you know, my nine top topics as a way of showing uh, all those who I follow have become successful, and from Bill Gates to Oprah Winfrey to uh, Steve Jobs, all those, I saw the steps, and then I wrote about it. And I was able to take it into, you know, corporations and organizations. And what I shared was the steps of visualization, you know, idealization, education, information, association, affirmation, goals, the power of action, the power of success. And those are my nine steps. But there's a trick to me writing the book is that I was able to put testimonials in the front of the book from all of my agencies I spoke for and in the back of the book. You know, I shared how you can get a copy and have it custom by your company. And also my client list, I have listed in the back. So I'm actually building my business with the book, my brands with the book. And now's your time has uh, sold a lot of copies. And I'm very excited about, you know, getting into organizations and companies about, you know, my story, entrepreneurship, my mentors, um, success. And that's been pretty much how I stuck to my, my brand, and that has been a blessing to me. I tell you, all you need is one good book, and you can build your business with it. So uh, can you tell, talk a little bit about the process of uh, of creating that book, and um, you know, did you look at, at different publishers? Um, did it, did it uh, was it something that took a lot of time to put together? Um, so Talk a little well, bit more about actually, that. the book, it was, uh, I had it inside me as a vision, and then I started thinking about getting more serious about it. And one of my uh, managers, Yolanda Harris, had worked with uh, Tony Robbins, and as a result, she said, you need to get this book out, and she was right. So I came home, and my wife and I 
we decided to be more committed to getting a book out. And so I went and I started doing an audio, and I sent it ahead of transcribed. And by the time we got done with it, it was a win-win for me because we was able to put the book into print. Now, one of the things that Advantage Media says that you should build your business with the book, it's like a calling card. And when I got the book finished, I was able to, and for an example, I was invited to speak to a pig plant up in Minnesota, and my book, I was author of Now's Your Time. So Now's Your Time was my topic, and then my subtopic was Own the Moment. And uh, I was able to pull some of the, the principles out of my book, uh, told them to engage, connect, transform. And as a result, I talked about competition, commit, discipline, effort, focus, and goals. And, you know, how to become more successful as employees because they work in the port plant. Now, they love the topic. They love the book. Well, let me share with you. I was put in a position where when I got there, I thought I was just going to go in and be a consultant and share with them, you know, in the training the next day. But not knowing I had to go in the plant. There was 19,000 pigs that morning when they started out that were actually kind of slaughtered in the pig plant. And then I had to witness half of it just to share what it was like to work there with the with the employees and what they were going through. And the next day when I did my speech, I can assure you that uh, next time you see, you know, a breakfast, ham and eggs, know that the chicken made a contribution, but the poor pig had to give it all up. So I <laughs> didn't respect for what <laughs> they do. And uh, the book gave me an opportunity to speak, but I shared on su- sustainability you know, and continuous improvement, and that's where I do. That's why I wrote uh, Nine Steps of Reaching Your Full Human Potential. I threw the p- potential in there and performance, and now I'm talking about, you know, competition and how to improve performance in the workplace. Okay. Looks like uh, we have another caller on the line. I believe this is Gibson. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Hi, Hi Gibson. Hi, uh, I, hi, Dr. Lemon. How are you? How are you doing today? It's a pleasure to have you with us. I am doing well. I have a question. I, I know you have, have, have studied, you have read your book, all those great things. Uh, you're a comrade of mine. But I would like you to expound just a bit on how to seek international uh, speaking engagement. Sure. Uh, one of the things that... Uh, I share to speak in international audiences. Uh, there was an organization that was looking for uh, speakers in, uh, they call it JEF, Jamaican Employees Federation, and I applied to speak, and I've submitted uh, to speak at that conference, and just like that, I was invited, and I was the closeout keynote speaker, and then I was invited to Canada to speak for the, uh, you know, Tony Robbins Power Team, uh, by submitting my information to the power team there, and then I had an opportunity in the Bahamas where I was sharing um, knowledge of time in the Nassau Bahamas with a faith-based audience. So I think, uh, uh, Ms. Gibson, if you continue to, you know, put the work in, and sometimes people who want to go international, I think I would advise someone to go and uh, put your own event and then start passing out your information, you know, from there because at some point, you know, people in the back of the room may go tell someone else and they'll give you, you know, if you get a standard ovation, I'm quite sure they have relatives that are that are international that will give you an invite. I was invited to Africa and I put in my bio, I spent three weeks in Africa because someone invited me 
to speak to those uh, uh, those at risk in Africa and faith based organizations, and I was willing to put some you know put some skin in and go. And you never know what doors are going to open if you don't you know take advantage of them. So it's not going to be easy. Uh, you just have to do you know do the heavy lifting. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you so much, Ms. Sita. God bless you. Yes, thank you very much for that question. So we got uh, we got some good participation going on on this, uh, this call today. <laughs> we have a few questions that people have put in online, lots of questions. Um, okay. Here's one uh, from Elizabeth real quick. Uh, can you repeat the AKA, where to submit for colleges? It's the A as in Apple, P as in person, C as in couch, A as in Apple again, A-P-C-A. And then there's a NACA, N-A-C-A. If you Google it, I'm quite sure you'll come up with the uh, NACA, which is NACA, that's a larger organization. And don't forget the uh, BPA, Business Professionals of America. They have a lot of uh, educational opportunities. And FBLA, which is Future Business Leaders of America, that's a, a great place to start when you are uh, looking to speak in educational opportunities. And I will ask Paul to post a list of these on the show notes at speakermatch.com slash radio for anybody that's uh, having trouble getting that or maybe you're driving and listening to this podcast, we will make sure that we have that available in the show notes for you online so that you can get to everything easily. Uh, Let's see. We have a a comment or question from Jay. Jay says that he doesn't necessarily have a community. He retired over two years ago at the age of 56 and he has been traveling around the world and living around the world. Um, do you have any advice for him on how to find speaking opportunities internationally for uh, somebody that is uh, retired and traveling around? His main topic is about minimalism and uh, one path to financial independence. So it's based on his experience. Well, I'm sure uh, Jay would be able to find an opportunity. If uh, you have family members, you have uh, a network of organizations that you work for, and one of my ideas is a real-time cafe, like a coffee cafe, if you can bring people in and just start a conversation, and as a result, you share with your expertise and your knowledge. There's a lot of people that need financial literacy. Uh, There's a few people, you know, who maybe are too stressed out, and one of my topics are balancing work-life education. And if you, you know, if you find enough people and share them what your dreams and your goal is, I'm quite sure there'll be enough other people to help you with that. So I think with Facebook, I think with Twitter, those are great ideas if you had a website. And then just start doing emails to organizations internationally, letting them know that you're available and also looking for those conferences And because we have a, a limited amount of time today. But those are my suggestions. That's what I do. Um, uh, Willie Jolly, he has a book called Turn Setbacks into Greenbacks. He starts on Monday. And he calls and he sends emails, and by Thursday, he sends out a hard copy. So one of the reasons why I'm successful is that I'll send out an email, I'll make a cold call, and then I'll get a return from the email. And once I get someone who's really interested, whether it's a community, faith-based, corporate, college, I'll put a little hard copy in the mail, which I've learned from Steve Gilliland. That's what we call, you know, a new way to communicate, which is not new because people are so spammed with uh, Internet, they are bombarded 
with, you know, spam. So I was just in a hard copy. I spent a dollar fifty cent on uh, my brochure, and guess what? When they open it, it's like gold. People don't, you know, they sit there on the desk. Oh, by the way, here's a speaker. He mailed me this. They don't check the email, but they'll they'll check out that hard copy that you sent, and then you'll probably get a lot more opportunity. All right, this is a question uh, from anonymous. It's a. Uh, uh, it asks, how do you overcome the objections and reluctance of pastors to have a guest speaker due, due to concern about finances? Well, one of the things that I share is I do a lot of faith-based. Uh, I'm not having issues whenever I'm called or committed to a faith-based. I'm going to do a conference in two weeks. It's called the IKCC Global Conference in which they have some of the uh, top speakers in the world, including you know, Marvin Sapps, uh, Bishop Morton, we've had Jesse Duplantis. I think that the heart, uh, when you have a message in the heart, you can't put an amount of money on that. So try to find people like, you know, like myself or other speakers who are willing to commit, uh, put some skin in the game, because remember, you're helping people. And the Creator has given all of us that passion and a story. And if somebody's just chasing, you know, chasing the money or the dollars, I think that that may not be the right speaker. But, you know, if you put out the offer, uh, there's enough uh, faith-based leaders and uh, pastors who can network with other pastors, and I believe. Uh, remember, I started out free, and I'll do faith-based opportunities, and then some faith-based organizations are really paying what my uh, my nonprofit and corporate fee is. So I, I believe based on the heart of the person, you know, there's about 30 days in a month. I only want to be busy three days a month, so if I'm not busy those three days a month, then I'll, I'll put some you know, gas in the car, I'll drive to Tampa, you know, that audience, and remember this, if he turns down a faith-based audience, that faith-based audience have people who work at companies, and I've got numerous speaking opportunities and keynotes at banquets and companies by doing faith-based, so I love the faith-based market. Those people go to work, and they tell people about you, and then you get more speaking opportunities, so don't turn down those faith-based audiences, especially if there's a few hundred people, somebody's going to go tell somebody else, and remember, you know, your brand, if, you know, if it's meant, it's going to happen. So you never know where you're going to be booked and, you know, how people are going to re respond. Tony would like to know if you think it's necessary to have a book to get speaking opportunities. Well, I'll answer Tony and say, no, it's not my first five to ten years speaking. I didn't have a book, uh, but I had a message. So the one sheet should be, you know, the first thing that you have, Based on your topics, you ought to let them know. Uh, my one sheet started out with just one page, and then a few years ago I had uh, a two-page, and now I have a brochure, which I've learned from Dr. Uh, Willie Jolly and Mr. Steve Gilliland. And then only reason I have a brochure is because a lot of information about me, you know, I have much more to offer. So you need that one sheet. You need a testimonial from other uh, speakers or other mentors, and you also need a video. And every time you go speak, Everyone listening on this call, grab one important person from that conference and just pull out your iPhone, let them video. Say, you know, this guy was a great speaker. I heard Dr. Lemon speak. Now I started out doing a community, uh, college, faith-based. Now I'm doing Air Force bases and uh, community partnership action agencies. I mean, I've been all over the country doing that. I always pull out my video and I start. Could you please let people know how wonderful I was? And then if you go to... Uh, RobertLemon.org, www.RobertLemon.org. I have a testimonial video 
right on my website where you'll get to see not me telling, but it's nothing like having someone share how great you were as a speaker, and that's what I'm doing now. Everywhere I go, I have a genre for community action. If they heard me speak, I have a genre for Air Force, for college. You know, if they heard me speak, I'm going to get them on video, and I'm going to let that promote me rather than me try to do a book or me try to get, you know, a one sheet. I let my videos do my own testimonies, and I think that's good advice. All right. And Tony also has a follow-up question. She wants to know uh, how do you get a speaking job if you're not with a speaker's bureau? And uh, I, I can take that at least for the first part. Would that be okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. So uh, speakers bureaus tend to work with speakers who are making $5,000 and more for a speaking engagement. So if you are making less than that, then the chances are very slim that a speakers bureau is going to deal with you because they make their money based on a commission. They typically get 20 to 25% of a speaker fee. So if uh, if you're not making $5,000 for a speech, it's pretty much not worth their time. If you are earning that level or more, then bureaus are going to be willing to work with you if you are in demand. They will be more willing to work with you if you are in demand. If people are asking for you, then they're going to want to be the ones that book you. And they will pretty much never work with a speaker unless they have seen you perform. So I guess the last tip would be invite some bureaus to see you. If you are in that $5,000 plus range for your speaking fee, uh, just reach out to bureaus in the area uh, to come and see you speak. And that's probably the best thing you can do. I will let you take over now. Dr. Well, another way that I was, uh, thank you so much, Brian. Another way that I was able to get uh, booked and get opportunities for speaking bureaus to find out about me was being a part of uh, Speaker Match, and there's other National Speaker Association, Toastmasters, and things like that. But let me share with you. At some point, you borrow credibility. Find a mentor or someone who's very great at what they do, and I was referred to a speaker bureau through National Speaker Association in which my first bureau was uh, Nancy Alartifact, and she she actually got me on the Red Propeller Speaker Bureau, and I'm, not, I'm in 25 now, but I borrowed credibility. Uh, Mr. Les Brown, one of my mentors, Dr. Jolly, uh, Steve Gilliland, Simon T. Bailey. Uh, I was able to uh, not just go after speaker bureaus because they were in there, but I learned from them what not to do. You know, you don't want to contact a speaker bureau until you're ready. You don't want to put a video out until it's ready. Try to get someone to help you do a professional video. Uh, you can get on online, look up speaker bureaus, and submit your video. You do need a video, a quality video. And you don't want something that is not, you know, your best. And then time will tell, and then they'll find you. I started out, my first bureau was a Vision in Motion, uh, Jay Gittleson. It was a college high school bureau. And he booked me up at uh, King's College. And uh, eventually people started finding him to book me for even, you know, $5,000 events. And as a result, I was able, to, you know, to work my way up. So borrow credibility. Find a mentor who's very great at what they do, and then they're part of bureaus, so you can you can almost build your relationships by being around great mentors, and that's my suggestion. Great suggestions, great suggestions. All right, it looks like we are just about out of time, but we have one more question. I believe this is from Lee. Go ahead, Lee. You have a couple minutes. 
Great. Uh, Dr. Lemon, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Great. Well, first, uh, thanks for being on this call with us. My name is Garrett Lee. I'm a life skills coach, a motivational speaker, and I've been speaking for about four years, but I've been speaking in the professional arena for the past 24 months. And um, okay, I I'm glad I hopped on this call because the way you started is real similar to the way I started um, speaking okay. in high schools. And basically where I'm at is, you know, I had a guy, one of my mentors, he reached out to me, um, and he says, Garrett, you know, don't limit yourself to just these high schools because – you know, these messages and topics that you're delivering on, they can also be uh, related with older audiences um, as well as organizations right. and corporations. So really, to make the long story short, over the past really 24 months, I've been really trying – I've just been figuring out um, – I've been trying to figure out what my niche is. I've been, you know, I've been just out there, you know, giving speeches, giving talks, trying to figure out – Right. Um, you know, what my target audience is and really, you know, who my message right. really sticks and resonates with. Um, okay. But I, I heard – I've enjoyed everything you said, and I've noticed you, you, you've mentioned a lot about your uh, your mentors, and and I'm a firm believer yes, that, um, you know, mentors for me, they've been game changers. And I'm, I'm just curious um, – I'm just curious to find out if you offer any type of mentorship or coaching opportunities. Yes, sir. I definitely do that. And uh, this call was not necessarily kind of so uh, any of my mentoring services. I'm very uh, happy to share that with you. Uh, those of you listening, uh, my information, if you try to reach out to me, it's uh, 1-800-319-7919. And uh, you can email me at robert at robertlemon.org. And for those that are listening today, I'll send you a special report that's absolutely free. I also want you to take a look at uh, speaker matches and an opportunity in which those are the first opportunities that you're going to get. My first speaking engagement through a uh, speaker match was a young lady called who was in my backyard and asked, you know, is there a speaker in Florida? And they looked me up through speaker match, and I was speaking for Century Data Systems. And as a result, uh, I was able to, you know, get a speaking engagement. I went back on a speaker match. There's a gentleman that was in Los Angeles, California, who was looking for an Air Force base to speak. I'm a veteran of the Air Force base, so Air Force, so I reached out to him. They canceled the first year, but the second year, I was actually uh, invited to speak, and I, I spoke, and I've done five Air Force bases a year since that. I found it on speaker match, uh, learning how to write. And one of the things I'm going to tell you, Mr. Lee, is that through Les and Willie, you got to learn how to tell your story. Uh, never tell a story without a point. Les Brown says, never make a point without a story. And every organization I go in, I tell my story. And my story is just very simple. You know, I went from nothing to something, and uh, I'm able to do what I do every day. I would do it for absolutely free, but since people are willing to pay me for it, work on your stories. I have about uh, 20 stories that I have, and I practice. And I practice those stories for all those organizations, from youth all the way to the highest level of the executive curriculum. As a matter of fact, in January, I'll be Community Partnership uh, Association of, of America. I'm going to be the keynote speaker for all their managers in January. So all those stories have to fit, you know, find those niches and con continue to do the hard work. Again, 1-800-319-7919. And then for everyone that's on this call, I uh, promise you I'll let my secretary know that I'll give 15-minute consultation with you and of mentoring is not the 
uh, you know, what you're looking for. I'll be willing to share, you know, what you can do next. And uh, email me at robert at robertlemon.org. I'll send you that special report. And we want to thank Brian for giving me this platform and opportunity because, you know, Speaker Match has been, you know, very good and kind to me. I'm 55 years old. I started uh, full-time five years ago, and this is what I do for a living. So I look at the, the, the job opportunities that come in, and I submit. And as a result, I've been given great opportunities because of Speaker Match. Well, thank you very much for the question, Garrett. And Yes, thanks, Dr. Lemon. Thank, okay, thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much, Dr. Lemon. I, and thank you, thank Garrett, you, for your question. Um, so I really do appreciate your time, and it looks like we are just about out of time right now. But before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to have the last word. Yes, I would love to continue to uh, connect with most of you that are here. Uh, at Robert E. Lemon is my uh, Twitter. If you send me a Twitter, uh, you know you can follow me on uh, Facebook, find me on LinkedIn, as well as, again, you can submit uh, Robert at robertlemon.org if you have any comments. And uh, I'd love to come back at some point and uh, do this again, Brian. Thank you so much. Thank you, Brian. Thank you again, and thank you all for joining us today. Uh, again, this is Brian Kaplowitz. And uh, I will talk to you next time on Speaker Match Radio. Thanks for listening to this installment of the Speaker Match Radio series, Success Strategies for Speakers from the Pros. Speaker Match is the leading provider of tools and services for emerging professional speakers. You can find more information about SpeakerMatch at www.speakermatch.com. Our toll-free number, if you prefer to reach us by phone, is 1-866-372-8768. International callers can reach us at area code 512-372-8768. Thank you again for listening, and we wish you the best in your speaking career.